Welcome to another episode of Out of the Pods. I'm Deep T. And I'm Natalie. I love that we are sitting next to each other right now. So if you're watching on our YouTube channel, we are like recording virtually, but Deep T and I are in the same room because we are getting ready to talk to Tyler Cameron. If you don't know Tyler Cameron, he was a contestant on The Bachelorette. He's probably the most popular male contestant from that franchise. He has like 2.2 million Instagram followers. And so we're talking about the impact of social media with him and who's better to talk about that than him. Yeah. I'm super excited because I think we haven't had a male perspective on this podcast yet, and I'm just excited you know, to get a get a different perspective. Yeah, we like to keep it diverse on this yeah. podcast, so yeah. we're excited. Yes. Before we talk to Tyler, though, um, news, <laughs> news, life news. <laughs> <laughs> what life news? Actually, there is quite a bit of life news. Deep D's in love. I, I don't know <laughs> if I'm in love, but I'm very smitten. I'm smitten over man. Literally, like, anytime Deep Dee and I are working together, she's, like, giggling to herself on, as she's texting on her phone, she's like, ha, 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 ha. Dude, we, we have a lot of, yeah, we have a lot of conversations. I talk to him quite often. And it's weird because, like, we do FaceTime dates, too, and it's like, oh. Because he's not based in Chicago. No, he's not from Chicago. So, you know, we're trying out the whole long distance type of thing. Mm. <laughs> Shout out to... What is is that? I was pretending like I was going to say his name. Don't do that. That's bad. Yeah. Yeah, we can't out him. He's an A-list actor, so it's, you know, keep the mouth sit. (laughs) No. Uh, Yeah, I am very smitten. I'm happy, which is so weird because just like three weeks ago on this episode or on on the podcast, I was like talking about how I don't have time to date and I really don't care to. (laughs) I was like, nah. And here we are. Here we are. She's in love. love. <laughs> I mean, I'm not in love, you guys, but I am excited. I'm excited about a man for the first time in a while. So, yeah. How's your dating life going, sweet? Um, <laughs> I give it um, I give it a four out of ten. Four? Yeah, that's low. Yeah, I feel like I'm meeting guys, but not meeting the right guys. Mm-hmm. Which you know, I think. I don't know why that's happening to me. It takes time. Yeah. Plus, you have to be in the right, like, frame of mind, too. And, you know, lately you said you've been, like, kind of tired and, like, blah. Yeah. But. I mean, I've been talking about it. Like, I'm getting my body ready to go through egg freezing. Mm -hmm. And um, I got off birth control. I've been on birth control since I was 15. I initially took it. Um, Because I used to get really painful menstrual cramps, and so it helped alleviate that pain. Like, I used to, like, pass out or have to skip several days of school. Um, And so going off of it, it's been, like, a month or two now, and my body is just, like, I just feel like shit. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm breaking out. If you guys are watching YouTube, I have, like, 20 new zits on my face, which is fine. That's life. But it's just, like, I've just— it, it's it has, hormones. Yeah, like it's yeah. never happened to me. And I'm like, you know, like I don't feel my best. Mm-hmm. So dating's the last thing on my mind. And the last thing I really want to do is like, you know, go right like now. go out. Yeah. So uh, that's the life update. In Love is Blind updates. Again, we're in off season. Nothing's happening really. I will say the only thing that I saw that I thought was really fun is Love is Blind filed to trademark Love is Wine. And people are thinking <laughs> it's for like, you know, like wine glasses, anything else. So people can buy gold goblets now? I guess they're 
going to call it Love is Wine. Damn. I held on to my gold goblet so that I could like have a special piece of Love is Wine, but now everyone's going to have that. <laughs> well, they already have those gold goblets. You could buy it off the Netflix store. Oh, I had Oh, I didn't. But if we ever want to change our podcast name to Love is Wine, we can because <laughs> it's being trademarked. Wait, that's so funny. Can you so drink Love is Wine while you watch Love is Blind? Yeah. Like, Say that three times. <laughs> lo- what? Great, ready, go. Drink Love is Wine while when you watch, watch Love, Love is, is Blind. blind. So pretty much you can't say it. <laughs> I already forgot the sentence I was supposed to repeat. But yeah, oh I think that's so fun. Like, you know, I, I think it's such a good business idea, like, to buy those gold goblets if you're a huge fan of the show. I personally hate them. They give me PTSD. But, <laughs> you know, I think if you like them, why not? Yeah, why not? Why, why not? not? <laughs> Wait, I, that's good. Are you punny? <laughs> yeah, I'm being very punny today. Well, that was just my only pun, but anyways. <laughs> I love Well, that. that's kind of it, and yeah. we're going to get right into interviewing Tyler. We're so excited. Can't wait. Tyler, Cameron, welcome to Out of the Pods. We are so excited to have you. You are our first non-Love is Blind guest. So we're excited to ask you all the questions. Yes, yes. I'm I'm thrilled to be Um, here. I'm a recent huge fan of the show. So I'm excited to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Let's have some fun. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited that you've watched Love is Blind and it's one of your favorites because I really didn't think you watched it. So No, I'm I'm, I'm hooked. hooked. I had a friend uh, get me on the show and then I, I just kept with it now. So. I watched three and I watched four. Okay, well, before we get into your love for Love is Blind, um, (laughs) we're going to share a little bit about you to our listeners. So we have an international podcast. You're from Bachelor Nation, specifically the U.S. version of The Bachelorette. So um, most of our U.S. listeners will know who you are. But for those of you who don't live in the the U.S. or don't watch um, any of the Bachelor slash Bachelor Nation shows, Tyler was on season 15 of the U.S.'s The Bachelorette, where Hannah Brown was the lead. Um, Tyler was her runner-up and really got pushed into fame after the show. I mean, Tyler, you received so much national attention at the time, and I would say you are probably the most popular male contestant from that franchise. So if anyone knows what it means to be big on social media, it's you and the impact social media has on our self-confidence and self-worth. So um, we're excited to talk to you about it today. I'm excited to be here. I appreciate it. I know like a lot of my friends and family are obsessed with you. So when I told them you're coming on the pod, they were like, oh, tell him. My my sister literally texted me and she's like, please tell Tyler I love him. And I was like, okay, you you can't shoot your shirt from out of the pod. There we go. When I come to Chicago, we'll hang out with all of them. Yes. Amazing. Okay, we like starting from the very beginning. How did you end up on The Bachelorette? Oh, man. Uh, it started off as a joke. Um, I was home one day. I was, like, studying for my GC license to become a builder. And uh, I saw an ad, I saw an ad for the WWE. And uh, so I, I wrote some crazy-ass things in the, in the uh, resume, whatever, and uh, application. And I sent it to my buddies. And when I sent it to my buddies, like, oh, this is hilarious. Like, find more things to sign up for. So I did some digging. I found The Bachelorette. Once again, wrote crazy things into that. And uh, they just kept calling me. And I did interviews. And they I drove down to Fort Lauderdale. I met them. And they flew me out to L.A. And the next thing you know, they're like, hey, 
we want you on this show. I'm like, oh, well, all right, here we go. I, I wrote, I literally wrote, like, I want to run around in a red speedo and put people in leg locks. <laughs> okay, what's so interesting to us is, you know, the Bachelorette is so different from Love Is Blind. Like, you have 25 to like 30 men vying for the love of one person. Did you like? Do you go? Do you have to be competitive to be on that show? Like, how is? What's it like competing really for the love of one person? Yeah, I, I think you know. At first, I wasn't very you know competitive in it because I'm not really like a competitive guy when it comes to girls. Like, either you want me or you don't, you know. But then I yeah, realized really same. quickly in that show, you, you can't act that way. You got to go for it, and you got to be competitive. And because uh, if not. These guys are going to do whatever they can to get more time than you, step over you, talk about you, you know. And so I learned quickly that you got to be competitive in this, whether you're on a group date, you know, or whatever it is. If you're during during a cocktail hour, you got to fight your way to talk. You got to fight your way to stand out, you know, because you got to find ways to make moments throughout that because it's hard. You really don't get that much time with the person. It's so different than Love is Blind, too, because we're in the pods for hours and hours, whereas you guys are like really fighting to get even a little bit of one-on-one -on -one time. And so did you like ever when you were, you know, in this not competitive nature, but like you have 20 to 30 men, you know, all fighting for the same girl. Like, did you ever reach a point where you were like, you know what, maybe I'm not into this girl. Or did you always, were you like always like, no, I'm actually like, I want to fall in love and I want to get married to this person. Yeah, no, I, I remember when I was getting interviewed for this show, or, or no, not when I was going to interview, but when I was doing my my little preview tape that they used, like for the beginning of the show, and they were like, it's between Hannah G or Hannah B, so I need you to say something for both. And that whole time I was hoping it was going to be for Hannah B, because I just felt like her energy, how, how big and loud she can be, and how fun, and just she had a huge personality. Like that really is like what I like as my counterpart. So I was always hoping it was her. And then when I when when it was her and I went on the show, like I, I truly did, you know, really fall for her and, and, and wanted to be with her. And, and, you know, those feelings were real. Looking back, if Hannah B chose you as her fiance or said yes to your proposal, do you think you would have ended up married to her? You know, I, I think uh, I think looking back at it, I think we would have a good shot at getting married. You know, I think um, I would. I think if we would have got together, then it would have been a completely different predicament between the two of us. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's been a lot of things that happened since it didn't work out that made us kind of go our separate ways, and for better and for worse. You know, but you know, I, I really think that we're both fighters, and we would have found ways to make it work and and fought for our relationship if if it were to go that way. I look back at it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that definitely wouldn't have never worked out with that person and that person and that person. Mm -hmm. So what about you, Nellie? What about your what ifs? I'm someone that I'm not saying I live with regret, but I definitely am always like, oh, how would life have been different if I made this choice or that choice? Like, I really think about like specifically where I am now. I always think about like, was love is blind the best choice for me. Like life would have been so easier if I didn't do it. And where would I be in my corporate career if, you know, like I didn't, the show kind of didn't hold me back a little bit. Mm -hmm. So it's just like those thoughts. I'm, I constantly ruminate and it, it's just part of my personality. Yeah. I just like, yeah. and maybe it's also the planner in me of like, what did I, did I make the wrong choice like back then? And how do I make sure I make the right, the right. choice now, yeah. even though 
I don't think there's really a right choice, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I think you made all the right choices. Yeah. And also I feel like, you know, you can't change the past. So it just like, it's a, it's a worry that I don't want to have. It's like, okay, well it's already happened. I don't know what else I'm going to do. Like, I can't do anything yeah. about it now. So it's like, you just got to live with it essentially. I have but, regrets. I got regrets about my football career. Yeah. I got regrets about past relationships, but those regrets are, those regrets are reminders to not make those same mistakes again. I live with those regrets. Those things, those hurt me. You know, I see people, you know, in the league, in the NFL, and I firmly believe that I should have been there, but I was couldn't get out of my own way in college. I was, I was, I was a problem kid, you know. And then even with my like, early relationships, I'm like, I had a good thing going there, or maybe I should have really took that serious, you know. And then I just let it, you know, fizzle out, you know. So I was telling Deepsea this like a few days ago. I went to go look at my ex's Instagram profile. He reached out when he saw me on Love is Blind. And and so not saying we like reconnected, but like, you know, I hadn't talked to him in years. And I saw he was with another girl and they were like, clearly looked very happy in their photos. And I remember thinking like, wow, I, I was like, I wonder what life would have been like had I not broken up with him. And and I wasn't so immature in that relationship. I don't know. But I just I thought about it like a little glimpse of life passes you by <laughs> of like what could have been. And you'd be overseas, you know, yeah. <laughs> now no, I'd be in I'm, San Diego. Oh, I mean, now I, I was looking at I was looking for something on my phone. I was trying to find a Netflix account to get my, my so like someone's Netflix account. I always use, you know, and then my one of my ex-girlfriends, yeah. you know, uh, messages popped up and I was reading through my own text. Oh. I was like, damn. How did I, I, I was like, so like mushy and in love. I was like, I don't even recognize that yeah. person's text anymore. You know, like how I used yes. to be. I feel like, uh, you know, that's not really a regret thing there, but it's more of like, whoa, I can't believe I was that person. You know, it's a lot to get to that person. Again. Yeah. I read old text messages often. Cause like I'll look through and like type in keyboards and I'm like, oh, it like brings you back to the memory. But um, I have a question for you, Tyler. So do you think that you would ever go on Love is Blind? I would do it. I'd do anything. I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer, like, <laughs> just, you know, like, like, I went on The Bachelorette on a whim, and it was it was life-changing. It was tons of fun, and I met great people. I didn't meet the one, you know? If Love is Blind, yeah. you know, if, I, if, I, if it was back then and Love is Blind was around and I got to do it, yeah, I'd probably do it. You know what I mean? I think it would be a cool opportunity. Now would I do it? I don't know. I don't know. Like, uh, I, I have, I don't know. I just, it, it would be, it would be a really cool concept to do. The whole getting married thing is scary. Yeah. Like, would you ever be able to propose to somebody you think without ever seeing them? Like, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I would propose. Cause to me, if it really, really worked, I would propose again the correct way. But I guess you can't because you're going to get married in. Oh, it's a tough predicament. All right. <laughs> if I'm on Love is Blind. Yeah. You know what? Shit. I would, I would, I would propose. Yeah. I would do it because you know what? It's an experiment. And if it works out, I got an amazing story to tell my kids one day. If it doesn't work yes. out, it was a cool, cool ride. So you think you could fall in love with someone's sight unseen? Like the physicality doesn't matter? Yeah, I mean, I'm. I think physicality does matter a little bit. I think it's like what, like you know, in the normal world, like get your foot in the door. You know, if you're attracted to somebody, you go up and talk to that person. Um, yeah. But I do think, like, as I've gotten older and more mature, and I'm, I don't look for those qualities really as much anymore. I look for somebody that's going to help 
me build what I want to build and the dreams I want to have. And that's, I'm not talking about like having a family and having kids and all those things. Like, and like what kind of person they are, you know, like that to me is what I look at. And, and I really had a hard time finding that until I moved back home to Jupiter and just got back to like kind of a normal lifestyle and being around people that live a normal life. Yeah, it's it's hard to find people who relate to that specific experiences, which is why, like, I think we have such a close bond, because, like, sometimes when I go to, like, my friends with things, they're like, it's just hard for them to understand the the complexities of the world that we're a part of, you know, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's like a different type of support for sure. Um, I agree with you, though, in terms of like now where I am in life, like so much more matters than the physicality. It's like, you're right. Like, can I build a family with this person? Are they going to be like what I look for is someone who's really motivated in their career because I know I'm going to work forever. I want to be like a businesswoman and I'm going to continue doing that, whether it's in a corporate capacity or with the endeavors that we do as entrepreneurs, pretty much. But um you're right. We're like now those things matter at this age and like where we are in life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look at people now like I, I hang around and a lot of them are older and a lot of them have kids and whatnot. And I sit yeah. there and look at them and their wives and I'm like, it's so cool. They're just best friends and it's just them against the world. And I think oh, uh, and like that's what I'm looking for now is like finding that person who you we're not always going to be the most beautiful person every day. You're not going to look your best in 30 years. Neither am I. But can we still stand side by side and be happy and, and, and be each other's best friends and, and, and build something special? And that's what I'm hoping to find. Yeah. And I think you can lose the whole you can kind of remove the physical part of it a lot when you look that way. Yeah, that's why Love is Blind was so appealing to me is because you go through constant changes in life where, you know, your body is going to change. And so, like, are those, like, core values going to be the things that, like, keep you guys together forever? So like, when you build that foundation, it makes it so much easier to, you know, just life together. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, okay, so I have another – okay, on a lighter note, I have a fun question for you. Um, so across all of the seasons of Love is Blind, who would you choose to date if you could date one of them? And it could be a married woman married or woman, single anyone. woman, whatever. Oh man, I I can tell you the woman the the woman I'm attracted to for sure, uh, Raven, uh, Jacquelina. Like I I think those women are, are you know just something that I, I find I find them very beautiful. I don't think me and Jacquelina would work out uh, <laughs> at all. <laughs> but uh, well, I think uh, I think you know at first I was I was not big on Raven at all. So I, I watched her season and I watched how she was like doing jumping jacks when like Barchise was trying to pour out his heart and his love for her. And I'm like, yo, what are you doing? You know, but, <laughs> and so I was like, man, that's rude. And then as it progressed, I saw her growth with growth with SK. I, I was like, oh, this girl's great, you know? And so, and I've heard nothing but amazing things about her. So she would definitely be the girl. Okay. Bringing this back to social media though, like what was your transition from, you know, being just like a normal person and then becoming a reality TV show star. Like, what was uh, that I like? Think, it was crazy. It was, uh, you know, looking back at it, it was it was so much fun. It was, you know, I was living for six months of that. Like, right when it started, I, lived, I moved back home and I uh, was living at home for a little bit. Then I moved to New York City and I lived on my, my, my friend Matt James's futon for six months. I lived on a beanbag for six <laughs> months. 
But I look back at oh it like, God. we had no money, we had nothing, but we had the most fun ever. We had access to everything we wanted to do. We had a ball. But uh, it was definitely a crazy time in my life. I think that the growth from then till now has been crazy. I, I, I heard someone say this, I, I totally believe in it, that one year in real life is like, it's one year in the industry is like seven years in real life. And yes. it's a crazy industry. And it makes you go years. And it's it's hard and 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 you learn a ton, but you know at the end of it, you, you make it out all right. You're gonna do fine. And and do you think like you know obviously you got such a big following from the show, and I think one of the biggest followings of all the guys. Do you how do you handle? Do you get social media backlash, and and how do you deal with it if you do? Oh yeah, I mean I've gotten tons of social media backlash for things that I've said, things that I've done. Um, you know, you're not ever always going to make everyone happy, you know, and, and people just come out at you and lash at you for no reason, you know, and, uh, I used to poke around with it and have fun with it, but now I just don't even want to give negativity and attention. Uh, your energy and, and, and everything you do is so important to keep positive and stooping to that level is just never good for you. And, uh, so, so now I call it the 80, 20 rule, you know, like, you could go through your, your feed and you see 80 comments and they'd be positive. But then you see, you know, 20 of them and they'd be bad. And you that'll outweigh all the 80 comments that were good, you know. And uh, I think you have to really learn how to control that, understand that, and that it's not, it's, it's not really you. It's a reflection of themselves. Absolutely. Most of the time people are projecting their own insecurities onto you. And yeah, you just have to, sadly, in a weird way, you have to give them grace and just be like, you know what, I guess I have to be in a position where I understand and just kind of let it go for your own mental health. I was going to say what has really helped me is in the beginning, I used to look at the profiles of the people who would leave like hate comments or just like mean comments. They just don't seem like they're in a good place themselves. And so I was like, why do their comments matter to me? Or like who I would look at their profiles and be like, who are they to judge? Or they're like a mother of two and they have like a Bible quote in their Instagram. And I was like, okay, like this hypocrite leaving me a mean comment, like, great. And it would just like kind of put everything in perspective of like, these comments don't matter, like whatever. Um, It's just probably someone who's like projecting or wants to get their anger out on someone they saw on reality TV. It's weird. Exactly. And and it's hate at the end of the day. Hate is another form of love, you know? The, the, you know, it, it, it takes energy to do that, you know. Indifference is truly, like, not giving a shit and not caring about somebody. Yeah. But hating it and making comments, like, there, there's rooted love in that. You know, you got a lot of national attention after being on The Bachelorette about your, like, public relationships. Like, notably, you were one, you were in a relationship with Gigi Hadid, who is this high-profile model here in the U.S. Like, what was it like having so many people interested in that relationship online. It was wild. You know, I remember, I didn't know what a paparazzi was. I thought like paparazzi's going after Brad Pitt and like Angelina Jolie and not yeah. Jimmy Joe from Jupiter, Florida, you know? And so that I had to get adjusted <laughs> to and learn from. Um, but it, it was, uh, it was interesting, you know, and it definitely makes dating hard because you, you can hang out with somebody, then everyone jumps to conclusions and it creates pressures for the relationship. And you and that person haven't even gotten to that point yet. You're just trying to figure it out and just trying to get to know each other. And it just almost makes things accelerate, you know. And uh, so so dating in the limelight has 
made things harder in, in a sense, but it's definitely opened up who I could date, you know? So it's a, it's a, it's double-edged sword. The, the pool is much bigger for you. <laughs> yeah. I like I like yeah. It. You give some, you lose some. Is that the saying? Oh I don't my know. God. Yeah, Natalie yeah. says this all the time. You win some, you lose some, like to everything in, in what? life. It's true. <laughs> like you tomatoes, uh, go, you win some, you lose some, you know? Yeah. You win some, you lose some. It's the, it's the motto of my life these days. Um, um, okay. So the next question I have for you, um, obviously social media, right? It's a big part of our lives. Do you think that the persona that you put out on social media is who you are in real life? Not a shot. No, you know, no, it's no one, no one's real persona. And anyone that says it is, it's, it's a, it's a bold faced lie, you know? There's days where I drive home from work and from whatever, frustrated as hell, upset, you know, depressed, down. I don't post that shit. I, I don't share that with everybody. I, I post the fun times, the good times, you know what I mean? Like, and you post what's going to keep things going or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, you know, and, and some people do post their sad stuff, but I guarantee you there's a lot more to it than just that. And then... And so I, I have, I, I think social media is such a facade of who that person is and whatnot. It's, it's a represent, it's, it's like a representative of who they are. It's nowhere, no, it's nowhere close or near to who they really are. Yeah, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with that. And I think we were talking about this. It's like, you don't show up the same way you do to work than you, that you would um, like on a random night on a Tuesday on your couch or with mm -hmm. friends, you know, like you kind of have this different version of yourself that you put out there. And that's exactly what social media is. Yeah. In one of our previous episodes, I said, hey, like I curate my Instagram. We we're talking about like influencing and like brand deals. And I got like backlash over it. They're like, oh my gosh, she's faking. And I was like, look, sorry, but that's the nature of social media. Everyone does it regardless if they're a public figure or not, or a reality TV show contestant. Like it's a curated part of your life and you're going to put your best foot forward most of the time. I would love to never be on social media, get rid of it and whatnot, but it's such an important tool to, to everything that I do now, my business, everything. So it's like, you have to do it and you have to keep it going. And, and you're a brand. You got to put your best foot forward. Would, 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 would the brand Jordan put crappy stuff out on their page? No. So, uh, so why would yeah. you, or why would I put crappy stuff out? On my, you're going to obviously put your best foot forward. TMZ posted a photo of you like with another woman at a private wedding. And it clearly was taken by like a guest at that wedding. Do moments like that shake you? Cause it shakes us when there's these photos that pop up at private events. Yeah. And then it's a discussion on social media when, you know, we thought we were, you know, just doing something privately. Yeah. yeah no, I mean like you go to a private wedding, a private event and you want to, you want to let loose and be vulnerable and have fun, you know? And then someone does that, it's, it's shady. It sucks, you know? And uh, I remember I go to work the next, you know, two days later and everyone's seen it, everyone talking shit to me, you know? And I was like, you know, that's, yeah. so, that's so low rent and so lame. But, you know, honestly, the worst thing is, is Doomwah and all these websites that allow everyone else now to be paparazzis, you know? So they're over here, if they see you two out and you're walking with some guy, they're gonna take a picture of it, send it to Dumois. Next thing you know, there's a story about it. You know, that's what happened there. I'm like, so now we we we, we avoid spots in New York and LA 
they don't have paparazzis. But now I can't even just go to my private wedding and avoid a paparazzi. You know, I, I it's yeah. it's a little rant. It sucks, but you know, it's but then it's like a you know, it's like like I said, it's a double edged sword. At the end of the day, like it's created so much opportunities being the limelight that it's just part of what it is. Maybe I just got to move smarter. It does kind of suck because. You know, we can't be wholeheartedly ourselves in certain areas now, like or in certain places. So you're like, damn, I know the amount of times I've ended up like on a TikTok or like randomly taking pictures, like people taking pictures of me at dinner or something like that. And I'm like stuffing my face or something or like with a person. Yeah, I'm like, like, I look like, dang like, it. I was like, I look like total shit. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, here, hi. Yeah. Um, There's a picture of me on Dumois or TMZ and I am at a club wasted wasted and i always say no to people when i do pictures like no to people when i'm drinking that's like my number one rule but i don't know Smart. i was either too drunk or i was being nice and these people got me all cross-eyed and shit in this photo and i was like y'all know i can't do that shit ever again that's so funny because when i'm drunk i'm just so friendly i'm just like yeah let's take a picture and i'm like what was i thinking like am i okay mm -hmm. Like, why would yeah. I do that to myself? I know. Or sometimes I'll give my number out because I have fans will ask for my oh, number. Yes. And I'm so awkward with saying no that I'll be like, sure. Wait, you know what You're I do? Fine. I just switch up my last two digits when people ask. And then I'll be like, okay, bye. Oh, oh I'll I give my do that. But like, away. you what? I'll give my little brother's numbers away. <laughs> That's savage. I should give my dad's out or something. <gasps> That's even more savage. Don't do that. Whatever. <laughs> Poor dad. Um, okay, I'm going to bring it back to social media for you, Tyler. Um, does social media define your self-worth? And do you use social media as a tool for validation? Be honest. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, of course, like the, the right answer is no. It should not, you know find your self-worth or use it for validation and i hope everyone truly does believe that you know i think mm -hmm. part of when you go on this show and you blow up and you get all these followers like oh man i got all, i'm the shit i'm I'm, un I'm untouchable i can do anything you know and um you know then you then you bounce you, you fall a few times and you learn that you know you ain't that you ain't all that you think you are you know and, and then you get back to your normal self eventually and i think i had to go through that you know i went through a little bit like y'all got all this following this clout whatever i can go do whatever i want you know i took advantage of it you know and i think uh now that i've gotten away from it and got to you know i don't use that to validate myself or my self-worth or anything like that you know it's more about you know what responsibilities i'm taking on as a man you know and 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 living a life hopefully that i can provide for my family one day you know starting a business all these things that i find that are much more validating than having a following and then having, you know, you know, meet my, the foundation I started to me that validates me more than anything I can have on social media. We just gave 104,000 in scholarship money to, to kids. For, oh uh, gosh, that's incredible. You know, like to me, that's more validating than anything I could do on social media, you know? So to me, doing things to make an impact is where I find validation now. That's incredible. And I think we ha we're going to ask you about your foundations that you've started, like in your mom's name. I know you started one with Matt. Like, I love the fact that you're giving back. It like truly makes me so happy that you're using your platform to do something, you know, that one, like will make you feel good, of course, but just, yeah, you're just helping so many people. And I think that's just such a beautiful thing. 
I loved what you said though about like how um like initially like I did too I kind of use social media as kind of like this ego booster or it, it naturally happened right like when you get an influx of followers after the show and you're like wow like look at all these people who want to follow me um and all these things but you're right like what defines you afterward is you know the other things like when this all fades away it's like what are you doing in your life what are your goals and your dreams like what are you actually doing mm -hmm. with you know like who you are um i think it's important to let social media right you all have big followings i have big followings let other people think that's your worth let them think so much of that big number next to your name and then use that to create opportunities but never think of it for yourself like 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 my name and having that big number next to me and being back home has created so many great opportunities you know I'm restaurants you know bar ideas like like the scholarship foundation all these things would have never come without that number and people see that number and, and they think so greatly of it you know as long as you use it as a tool i think it's fine but as long as you, if you seek validation from that number yourself it's not good do you have you watched black mirror before tyler yeah, Remember that episode with the with the social media follow like um, the Let's ratings? That. that shit scares me so much. I would be like a two point zero. I know. I, I was would, like, that's yeah. scary. I would be. I would be. I would be. Uh, my, my social media facade would be like a five zero. You know, but when they meet me in person, <laughs> we get ding, 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 ding. Especially when I'm drinking and terrorizing <laughs> a bar somewhere. We wouldn't be in this position if we weren't good people. So we would all have high numbers. I agree. Okay, in real real talk, I think my social media three point nine, like like average. In real life, I think I would get like a two five. No way, I would get yeah. such a high rating in real life. I have like I such people. a mean sense of humor that people think I am. She does have a mean sense of yeah. humor. <laughs> I'm like brutal. It's like I I don't know how to control it anymore. It's like, toughened me up for sure. Yeah. Those I just say it how it is these days. Yeah, well, I'm the complete opposite. I'm very, very, very nice. I'm overly nice to everyone. But that's a good like, quality to yeah, have, I just, too. I see the good in people. I think, like, innately everyone's good. Yeah, I think everyone, like, fucking sucks half the time, and you just kind of have to figure out who's the good ones, you know? It's just the way life Damn, is. Damn, why are you so... Who hurt you, woman? <laughs> I promise I grew up in a loving home. I'm not, like, this psychopath. Um, I need to be more like... I'm, I'm too much like deep tea. I'm same. <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need some of Natalie's backbone. I really like, I would love to be more positive like you and deep tea, but I don't like, I don't see life that way. We mentioned it on your show about social media, like impacting our like self-worth and self-confidence. But have you had those moments where social media has really impacted your confidence? Yeah. Uh, I mean, definitely. I mean, I'm, I've never had anxiety or any of these things until I had social media, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I remember times where, you know, during quarantine and things weren't working out with me and Hannah and social media was just shitting on me, you know? And I was crippled on the couch from it, you know, reading all these comments and like feeling like crap about myself, you know? And I'm, and, and it's, and then you, you sit back and look at it, you're like, Yo, you're letting these people make comments about you, about a relationship between you and someone else who they don't even know either of you. And you're taking that and you're, yeah. and you're reading it and letting it affect you. And that stuff really did take a toll on me. And, and 
it, it's forced me to grow up and change a lot and look at social media completely differently. You know, I, uh, yeah, you know, I think we all have our struggles and I've had my struggles with it. And anyone who says they don't, I think it's a lie. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. The internal dialogue you have with yourself have, has to change so much so yeah. that you don't let like outside influence take over, you know? What would yeah. people say about you? No, I mean, I, I just, whatever, you know, it's, it could be whatever. And then, you know, what, what I think is funny and fun to post, you know, a lot of people will, will come at you or, 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 or knock it or whatever. <laughs> and, and subconsciously yeah. you'll read it and subconsciously it, it'll, it'll take away that freedom you have of posting you know, or talking about whatever you want to talk about, you know? And, uh, yeah. and I got, to, I got to a certain point where I was like, I don't even care anymore. I don't even want to post anymore, you know? And then, uh, mm-hmm. so I got like a really, like a, like a love hate with social media, even still probably. Um, and I brought somebody on my team because I've become so busy with work to help me with social media and whatnot. But social media is a tricky, tricky place. And it's, uh, it, it can be a very slippery slope. So it, it's, it's definitely not for the mm-hmm. week. Yeah. yeah, actually, sometimes I, I take social media hiatus and it's so great for me. Oh, I love being recharged by it. Like last last December, I took the whole month off and I was like, it felt so good because when you just turn it off, you're like, holy crap, like there's a whole world that exists where I don't yeah. have to be so consumed by everybody else. So I totally relate to that. Do you ever compare yourself to other people on social media? And does that impact your like self-worth in any way? Yeah, I definitely caught myself, you know, after a bad breakup, you know, and I saw, of course, who they were with. And I was like looking at that, like, oh, I got to be all that to have someone like that, you know, and uh, I got to have all this money and these cars and this and that. And that and that took a toll on me and it, and it warped my mind for a little while. And then it, and I was living in New York City, partying, clubbing, doing all these things, like thinking like that's how, you, you know, the life, you know, showing off this, that. And really just dug myself in a deep and dark, dark, lonely hole. And then, uh, and then when I got out of it, you know, I, I, when I found myself at my lowest point, I moved back to Jupiter and I just got back to like, what's normal. I got around good people again. And, and they, they and myself, you know, really helped me realize that all I got to do is be me and, and do what I want to do and love what I'm doing. And that'll help me find the right person for me, you know, and, and stop worrying about being what everyone else is and, and just be, be me, you know? I have good mentors, good friends, and, and they, they, you know, they hear me talk about it. And, you know, I had an ex literally like, she was like, I need a, a yacht and a, a private jet before I settle down and have babies. And in my, my love, in my stupid love drunk ways, I was like, okay, I can get that. I can figure that out. You know, my ego was so big, you know. But then, you know, looking back at it now, I'm like, why would I ever let that be a deciding factor on why I would marry someone or have kids or anything like that? Like, that's not who I am. Like I, I used to have, I, I not even till like a year ago, I'd pull up in a beat up truck. Yeah. It just blew up like a year, like, like last September, but I was, I was taking pride in driving this old beat up truck, you know, work truck. And, you know, I think it's just realizing that you, you know, what your worth is, is, is what you validate yourself as not what everyone else does or what everyone else has. Yeah. You don't need like fancy things or like things like that to define that, you know, you're worthy of love in any way. I think that's, yeah, yeah absolutely not. But, um, so are you dating right now? Like, tell us a little bit about your love life. 
man I'm, I'm trying to i'm trying to date around uh you know i'm back in jupiter so it's you know i've dated some girls from back in the day i'm dating some you know i dated some old college girlfriends <laughs> i've tried i've tried to rekindle some things i've tried you know i'm just dating around um nothing nothing that has landed or hit so far but uh i'm, I'm, I'm you know the bats off my shoulder i'm taking my swings and giving it a try but <laughs> work's been Shoot killing me shot. Right? work's been killing me right now so i bet I mm-hmm. think uh, as work slows down, I'll, you know, I got to make some more time. Is is Jupiter kind of small? It is. It's it's like a, small is it a smaller city or is it? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, it's going to be, a, it, the pool is smaller, you know, it's just harder. To... That's why you got to reach out to those exes. Oh, yeah, those exes. Yeah, <laughs> gotta exactly. come around. I'm over there messing with the high school sweethearts <laughs> and stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> But That's actually not. cute. See, I can't do that. It's like once I'm done, daughter. I'm done. There's no going back. Yeah, there's really? a reason they're an ex, right? I never had a girlfriend until I was 22. Now, now, if you're my girlfriend and we broke up, I ain't never going back. Yeah. Uh, so these are just like girls you've dated or had little friends yeah, with? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Wait, so are you on dating apps or like how are you How are you going about dating? I, uh, I have the Rye app. And I tried that, and that didn't lead to a good relationship. But then uh, I, I, you know, I, I was on it. I tried to do it. To me, I just can't, like, fathom, you know, generating a conversation and trying to set up a date. To me, I'm just so busy. It's so hard. And I, it, it literally just sits there and does nothing. Has social media changed the way you date? Like, now you have this big platform. Oh, yeah. They respond to the shots I shoot. <laughs> Back in the day, they would never respond. Well, <laughs> I love so that. Funny. That blue check mark puts you at the top of the DMs. It was so funny, man. The uh, you know when the show when the show aired, The Bachelorette aired, I would be sending crazy DMs. I would be like, you know, nobody, Joe Schmo, sending DMs to these girls, like all local, like you know, hot girls and like that I knew in South Florida that I was attracted to. And then they would all then then they would never respond. But then when the show blew up, they're like, "Oh my god, hey, I didn't see this. What's up?" I'm like, "Nah." <laughs> you're like lost crazy. your chance. Yeah, yeah you're like it. not again, dude. I love that too because a lot of my like um, high school crushes and like you know I was obviously like they were I they were out of my league back then. <laughs> they like all slithered back, and I was like, "Oh, all of a sudden you want something to do with deeps, huh?" <laughs> and it's That's so crazy. funny, but. Um, okay, I have a last question for you, Tyler. Last question. I don't want to end. Uh, well, no, we'll keep going. We love no, ta- talking with you. He's like, he's done. He's like, <laughs> answer the damn. Well, Give he me the had last a sandwich. Question. He's ready to go. Um, okay, we just want to ask you, uh, what are your, what are you working on, and what are your future goals? What am I working on? Um, well, I have my radio show, the Everybody with Me Show, which is a fun dating show about uh you know just exploring the world of singledom because it's everybody but me in my world that has a relationship you know but uh so that's a fun show we do every <laughs> and <Tuesday. us>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. you guys can be guests every week uh it's a show we do every every tuesday at 6 p.m on eastern uh, 6 p.m eastern time on the amp app so that's been a lot of fun um but then also uh, i started a construction company down here so i've been doing that i've renovated a bunch of houses lately uh, i'm about to sell a house um, so that's been great. It's been a lot of, a lot of hard work, a lot of learning. Uh, and then my foundation, you know, we started the Andreasy Camera Foundation in honor of my mom. 
And just recently, we awarded four girls full tuition uh, to, to the universities they're going to this year, and which means that we gave over $104,000 worth of scholarship money. And we're just, we're just stoked that we can be an impact in these young girls' lives. And, uh, you know, I tell them, you know, you're part of the family now. Any way I can help you, network for you, anything to put you in a position to win, you know, that, that's all I want to do. And that's probably the most rewarding thing I do. And, uh, you know, we have a big event this Friday in West Palm Beach. Uh, so that'll be fun. But uh, we're going to keep raising money, keep making a difference. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of big goals. Like, you know, I want to have a school one day. I want to do cool things to, to keep impacting the community and helping out and keep growing my construction company. I'm a South Florida boy. I want to be a South Florida boy forever. Aww, wait, I love that. And also, I would love to help with your foundation as well. So I'd love to contribute. I think that would be. Well, put October 26th on your calendar. Put October 26th on your calendar. Don't make plans, ladies. You guys are coming with me down here for our gala. It's going to be great. Last year, we sold nice. it out. It was a big party. Uh, but we're going to do a night in Capri here in Jupiter. So buckle up. Bring your drinking shoes. Jeez, that sounds. We're going to be partying. Yeah, let's go. No, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, we. It, it's crazy because I've heard your name before, Tyler. Before we were um, able to talk to you through this podcast, and there's so much more to you. Like I think I just saw you as this attractive guy from The Bachelorette, but you have so much, like just yes. so many goals, and you know, so many things you're working mm -hmm. on, and yeah. it's so just I think refreshing to see from someone who kind of took the attention and really made huge impacts with it beyond just like selfish, like impacts. So um, it's been amazing talking to you and just like learning from you as well. I appreciate Absolutely. you guys. You guys, are, you guys have been so sweet, so fun. And uh, like I said, would love to see y'all soon. Hopefully I'll show y'all a good time in Chicago, show y'all how it's done. And uh, well, uh, <laughs> oh, you're going to show us how it's done in Chicago yeah. in our own city. <laughs> We can't wait. Yes. Let us know when you're in Chicago. Yeah. Thanks. Please. And again, thanks so much for coming on Out of the Pods. And we are so thankful that you were able to share everything about social media and the impact it's had on you. Yeah. Of course. And the only request is when we have, when the, a new season comes out, I want to talk through one of the episodes with y'all. Yes. Yes. Please. I've, I've always been wanting we'll, to we'll talk about someone ever watches it around here with me. So. Well, we'll watch it. you got two girls who, who watch it a lot. So here we go. <laughs> we right, have well, your back. I'll be yeah. we'll with you. Awesome. Well, right. I appreciate Thank you, Tyler. See you. Appreciate Thank you. you. As always, please continue sending your questions and comments to our out of the... That's fine. And leave a review and subscribe. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>